Hey people, it's the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Yes, episode 98 with Super Seer and Supernaturalist Jane Schroeder. It's all going down here in just a second. But before we dive into it, just wanted to remind you that episode 100 is coming up. It's two and a half hours of content of conversation with the one and only Bobby Connor. In fact, he's celebrating 50 years of ministry and we dive into some of the most incredible uh, stories, uh, many of which you may have never heard before and some of our favorite stories that we have of Bobby Connor, of his experiences in heaven, of his uh, friendship with Bob Jones, uh, 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 the the state of the church. We dive into politics. We dive into maple bars. It, it is so much fun and the episode is already posted but there's a countdown so make sure that you go to YouTube and search for Darren Stott or Supernaturalist Ministries it'll pop up make sure you sub- uh, subscribe and because the countdown has already begun it's May 29th at 7 p.m. it'll premiere live again two and a half hours of conversation with Bobby Connor. We are super stoked, okay, about uh, this episode that's coming up. But enough about the future. Let's dive into the present. Today, Jane Shorter, she's a, like I said, a super seer who's been able to figure out how to integrate her gifting with her call. We brought her into Seattle to do kind of like a seer intercessory weekend where she'd be teaching on practical and efficient intercession rather than just shouting out the ceiling and hoping for the best. And we had such a great time with Jane. I had such a great time with this conversation. We dive into uh, a lot of her experiences as well as uh, some of her mentoring lessons that she's learned over the years. Um, Jane is the real deal. She's so much fun. She's um, she's super humble. Um, and that's coming from me, not from her website. <laughs> um, but speaking of her website, Jane is uh, has a new book coming out. You're definitely going to want to keep your eyes open for that. You're also going to want to connect with Jane. So you can go to the show notes. All the links are there. Her website is fierycrownandglory.com. That's fierycrownandglory.com. But like I said, all of her uh, connection points, including her web address, is in the show notes. So make sure that you're checking out the show notes on this podcast. Guys, so much cool stuff coming up in the future. Uh, 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 We'll be making some pretty big announcements in the days uh, to come, uh, but you're going to want to stay connected uh, with us. You're going to want to make sure that you're subscribing uh, to the iTunes channel by going to thedarrenshow.com. While you're there, rate and review this podcast. So many of you have already done this. If you haven't taken that second or two to rate and review, please do that. Reviews are a big deal when it comes to podcasts. Um, but let's stay connected because um, we're going all in. And I say we, at this point, it's Charlie Champ and I, we going all in, <laughs> creating and aggregating supernatural content to equip, connect, and promote emerging supernaturalists for the earth for such a time as this. Without any further distraction, let's dive into this awesome conversation with the one and the only Jane Schroeder right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. (laughs) We've been created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. (laughs) There is more. 
said, what? Jane, what's up? <laughs> Let's do this. Come on. Let me open this for you. Yes. Well, bubbles. Welcome to Seattle. Thank you. It's great being in Seattle. It's you been, amazing it's, people. It's been a while. It has been a couple of years, I think. And it's been a while. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Awesome. We'll do it right. Here we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So refreshing. Very refreshing. Bubbling, bubbling. Addy belly. Now, last night was your first night here on it site. Was. Yeah, it and was. you had a visitor. Oh, yes, we did. We had um, somebody try and break into the house. <laughs> and so you, you kicked his butt. Is that right? Like you. In the spirit, yeah. That's why they call me the shredder. Somebody. <laughs> in the spirit. You visited him in the dream realm last night. <laughs> what happened? Well, um, we'd gone to bed, I was reading, and I heard a noise outside, and I heard a man, I thought it was a drunk, coming past the house, and he was shouting, and um, I couldn't quite hear what he was saying at first, and then I heard uh, my friend Elizabeth Cooper, it was, um, we're staying in the same house together, it doesn't worship, she's amazing, and her husband Daniel, talking, and they were on the phone to the police. <laughs> or you, do you call it the county sheriff? No, 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 the police. Okay. Or the popo. <laughs> The five oh. The fuzz. Yeah, the fuzz. The biz. <laughs> That's right. And um, he was trying to get into the house. <laughs> so Daniel... He was like, what was he like banging on like on a window? He was, like, he was trying to get in through the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Never you call them the sliders. We the... call them patio doors. Yeah. But most of them were closed except for Daniel snuck across and realized that one was open. So he picked up a piece of metal bar he found in the cupboard. <laughs> He picked up a metal bar. <laughs> he did, yeah, to protect us. Awesome. What a guy. What he, a gentleman. He, he was very much. So we were hiding in the porchway while Elizabeth is still talking to the police. And then a policeman came and he's trying I'm to talk him fix, down. I'm just going to fix this. But what I didn't realize was he was outside my bedroom window. Hi! Outside your bedroom. <laughs> the patio. I thought he came a lot louder. And they tried to talk him down. And then next minute somebody banged on the door and three policemen like... <laughs> it was like someone off the television shot through arms and were fighting with the blinds on the patio door. We thought they took him down on the floor, but they were trying to get through the patio blinds. They were making loads of noise. That's crazy. <laughs> Welcome to Seattle. <laughs> they were So they obviously um, cuffed him, arrested him, and walked him outside. So And then they checked we were okay. And it was like Thank God. a bit of adrenaline rush. <laughs> Come on. I'm glad. I was praying. I'm glad Dan and Daniel. I, I mean, everybody will be familiar with Elizabeth Cooper yes. that listens to this, but uh, they might not be familiar with her husband Daniel. Yes. But he is a drummer, um, and I don't know what that has anything. And he to was do in the it, military but, for nine years. Oh, there, there you go. So he's got the training. He's got the metal bar. Exactly. He was ready to go punish her on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about, about to bring some justice. Yeah. Awesome! 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 I now, felt very safe. Yeah. And the angels, of course. Yeah, yeah, and, and don't forget the angels. Like how, the police are like, he's on fire. The 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 burglar is literally on fire. Jane's like, yep. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So what have you been up to? I know you've been super busy. Like you're kind of like um you're um an overseer of the nest, right? Like you're or um, the nest. I, I'm a teacher on the nest. Right, I'm a teacher right. on the nest. And we're just about to launch in a week and a half in Alabama a course that I've been setting up with Grant Mahoney called the short course. So you'll be able to do a short course and a long course. And that's been very busy over a whole year, inviting people, going through multiple videos, teaching them how we want it done. 
um, asking what Holy Spirit, well, what the Father wants, what Yahweh wants them to bring, and then I suggest the subject, and so it's nearly ready. It's you're been like, a massive IT learning curve for me. You're like the overseer of, of the yeah, next short courses, of the short right? Courses, yeah, yeah. yeah there are all these all these courses, and, and they're shorter. And I think that's important because a lot of people don't have um, tons of extra time to be that's able to right. dive yeah. into content. And the other thing is, I mean, for me. Um, have you ever have you ever subscribed to a course and then not finished it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, have you, here's one. Here's one for you. Have you ever subscribed yes. to a course and didn't even start it? You no, know, I've done courses <laughs> and not finished them. I, I actually bought one and didn't even start it for a long time, and I thought, you know, I paid for that. I better go and yeah. and do it. Awesome. So you're overseeing this, and so you're creating courses, and you're overseeing courses. You're inviting people to be a part of these courses, That's and, right, yeah. and they've already kind of fired up. Yeah, we're going to launch it in, in a week and a half in Alabama. Awesome, awesome. And also, I have just spent six weeks. It's nearly ready. I've just written a book. And You've it, written a book? I've written a what's, book. What's it called? The book is called The Secret Diary of a Seer. Come on. I love it. So I talk about, um, it's not just chariot rides in and out of heaven. It goes right back <laughs> to when I was a child and how it all opened up and... Literally, it talks about different realms and not just heavenly realms because they aren't the realms that I first saw from very little. I don't even remember being in any really beautiful places. So I talk about that and I talk about um, how you travel in the spirit and that's in the spirit in the kingdom realm. And um, yeah, it's really interesting. There's lots of funny stories about my amazing dad. Some very crazy stories about my family. Um, and some wonderful stories about my friends and really honoring people that have walked with me, that have mentored me, the mamas and papas in the nations. And um, yeah, very funny stories about me and my daughter. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> when I first, for want of a better word, we call it the whack, when the joy first hit me, I was like drunk for like two years. And stories like we go in and ask the store and I'd slide, slide on the floor down the moisture aisle. And she'd have to drag me to the till and she'd go, oh, I'm my mum's special needs carer. (laughs) (laughs) And lots of funny stories like that as well. But it's, um, yeah, it's not just about, you know, it's it's reality of what it's like to see in the spirit and how I first knew who I was and what it meant. Because you're not just, you're not just a seer, you're like a super seer. I don't know about a super seer. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, I think there's seers because we can all kind of see, but but you're not just a seer, you're like a super seer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and that like and that began to open up when you were a kid is that right like like yes have is. you always just been were you like born with just i mean we're all probably born with our just our eyes open into that realm but like yeah. as far back as you can remember is that just or was there a certain point where like it opened up um i just remember as a child lying in bed sharing a room with my sister and she'd be sleeping and i would see two people and the other person would be on the ceiling looking down at me and it would be me and I didn't understand in those days that your spirit can leave your body and You'd travel around. You'd be watching around. yourself. I could see myself, but there was always this little funny creature that was with me. And it was a bit like when I watched Lord of the Rings for the first time, when I saw Gollum in the film, I, I, it really upset me for a long time because <laughs> that looked like the creature that I used to see. But over the years, the Lord was really kind to me. I used to cry out in my, my bedroom on my own. I'd see some horrible things. And uh, eventually brought along, and I'm going to say who this person is because I really want to honour Rona Scott. And um, she's a woman that's that's seen all, done all, done lots of deliverance training, training, seen lots of stuff. But it's a very wise woman, 
and the Lord brought her along in a time and season where I just got married and um, my husband wondered what was going on because I'd go to bed and it'd be like going to the cinema and watching 10 films at the same time and it would freak me out and so um, the Lord brought this lovely woman along and it was quite a difficult two years but she helped me she, she told me two years down the road that she didn't even know what she was doing. It was all by grace and Holy Spirit. Wow, wow. And they would spend time with me and then leave me to get on with it. And after two years, I came through and we dealt with um, lots of stuff, family generational stuff I didn't understand. And it is in scripture. Um, it talks about your generations going as far as back as your generation. And we started to learn about DNA cleansing, which in those days, there was no Ian Clayton teachings, just an Abraham. We just read the word of the Lord and looked, you know, looked at it. And we learned together. And um, when she first told me down the road, she said, you know, we were practicing. We didn't know what we were doing. I'm not joking. She was like Jesus with fire in his eyes every time she wow. prayed with me with my wow. eyes shut. Wow. And we'd go for five hours and an Indian would show up, horses, <laughs> Cherokee, teepees. Women were like leading the camp, not the guys. And it would be so opposite. And then one day I had an encounter with a last battle with Colonel Custer in it. He was in this... <laughs> crazy crazy <laughs> encounter and they didn't know what to do with it so they'd take notes and they went to see a historian and what i told him was something that was never really in the history books but he knew about it wow and he said this woman is what's called the seer you need to look after her wow. care for her but don't really unpackage who she is until she's ready because you would totally freak her out and we believe that a lot of people in mental homes are seers wow interesting yeah. interesting and that's how we began the girling she is my best friend and yeah the golem creature that used to see like as a, as a kid was that like a, was that a, a, a demon or 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 we're not sure we know it was some sort of creature but we're not sure but in the end it stopped visiting me and i stopped seeing it and it was okay you know what's interesting is when i was a kid i used to wake up and see these creatures like um almost like as if they were on a a, be a belt you know, they, they glided around my bed wow. uh, almost in a perfect circle wow. and they had spears and swords and, but really, really short little things. And, um, and I would, if I tried to talk to them or anything, they wouldn't even acknowledge me. They wow. would just look straight ahead and there was, um, a series of them and they would just, they just move in perfect unison wow. around my bed. And I was just thought they were demons. <laughs> you know, like if I rebuked them or like, it didn't matter. They, they never, like they didn't look, they would, they would just go. And, and now I'm actually, the, when you start hearing the stories about you know the different kinds of angels and all the different kinds of things um because we i think my as a kid i only had one grid for an angel and that was kind of something tall with a white robe on with big wings and um and so i thought if it if it wasn't big blonde with a square jaw and big white wings you know if it didn't look like it was on a hallmark car then it must be a demon <laughs> at the same time they weren't like they weren't haunting me they weren't you know um, but it was really, it was, it was a large part of my childhood. Every night, if I woke up, wow. I'd see these things just, you know. God. Isn't it interesting? That is amazing. <laughs> and when I, when I began to understand and meet incredible people that have helped me on my journey and mentored and really loved me, I've told them some crazy things. <laughs> I began to realize that, A, it's not parts of heaven aren't quiet. And then uh, one person that really, really catapulted me though where I am now is a guy called Jeff Jansen. Jeff Jansen, yeah. In 2004, he came to Vineyard Churches, Manchester. And um, I didn't know him at all. And he didn't sort of pick me out in the crowd or anything. But one day he said, you see those ladies over there? I want you all to stand up. And there's a whole row of us. And he said, these guys are seers. And he said, I said, and I was thinking, what's a seer again? And he said, um, if you ask them about their birth certificate, they'll all have Welsh blood. 
and we all had really? Welsh blood. And he began to unpackage about the blue stones, the Caerphilly stones, the Clarkinog gold in, and I didn't understand any of it, but I wrote it all down and pondered it in my heart. And then across down the road, I end up meeting Justin and the Emerge Wales guys and Company of Burning Hearts when it all emerged and working with them for 12 years, it was awesome. And I was in Wales living, living for seven years. So something in my blood and DNA drew me there. I know now it's, you know, heaven and the kingdom realm. But um, Jeff prayed for us and he just said, said that, you know, you're going to go on a, a massive learning curve and a massive journey. And what you've seen is a fraction of what you're going to see. Wow, wow. And absolutely true. And he ignited something within me that really changed, that things that looked black and white began, became colour. Interesting. And within a very short space of time, I'm, I used to be a mobile hairdresser, a single parent working really late at night just to make ends meet. And I was in Liverpool really late at night going through the Mersey Tunnel off to do a load of people's hair. And I'd come back midnight and um, I saw this eagle on the front of my car. And at the end of it, it wasn't just on the front of my car, it filled the whole of the car and it stood right in front of me as I'm driving. Wow. His beak, his eyes glazing at me for the whole journey, which was about an hour. And then it sat next to me in the car and this, this eagle would show up regular. Was and it like a? Was it like the same size as a regular eagle? Or yeah, was it like a same size. Same size. Yeah. And I would wonder what it was. And then one day, this guy called Bob Jones, I hadn't got a clue who he was in those days. I don't have a clue who anybody was. Gave this prophecy about the eagle sitting on doves, doves' eggs and hatching the eggs. And I knew then that it was all to do with Holy Spirit. Wow. And that wow. The, the, you know, the eagle, the lion, ox, eagle, and man, which I now know in Ezekiel and Isaiah, I begin to understand the four faces and yard hay, varve hay, and it's been a journey. But at the time, but I would never think it wasn't real. I would always know it was real, never thought it wasn't God. I never felt that, you know, I was imagining it. I knew I could see it. I always knew I could see it. But the understanding was always a bit of a problem. Wow, wow. But there we go. It's a journey to question. As Justin Abraham says, I love it. Journey is to question. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, like, so you've always just kind of been a seer, but at a certain point, yeah. you dialed in kind of your um, the gift with your school. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And that did that begin with the company of Burning Hearts? Is is that when that started to get dialed in, or was it before? Um, before things then? dialed in when I was with Rona because she prayed for two okay, years. Okay, so with that was me. before. Okay. Yeah, and we dealt with stuff, and then um, just meeting lots of different people. People at Manchester Vineyard. I think that was a breaking point for me and the breakthrough and my friend too. Um, the acceptance there. I mean, one Sunday, the guy called Martin Linda Smith, the Lord told him in the week that when he got to church, he was to stand aside and let Holy Spirit come in. It was a big church, two meetings. We used to travel um, months and months to go to this church because the church we were in was fantastic, but we were hungry and desperate for more. And they were, they were uh, birthed out of Port Fort Collins, vineyard churches. And um, we eventually got to meet John Wimber. Three years in a row, we came there. I got to meet John Wimber. That's awesome. That is so cool. He picked my daughter out in a crowd and took her out of a pushchair and prayed for her. And he oh said, my goodness. this is like Mary, mother of Jesus. One day you will see something great in her life. Oh my goodness. That <laughs> At is the time, awesome. It's not happened now, but we know this, she's on a journey. And this guy was really, really warm to my daughter. He came three years in a row. She went from pushchair to a toddler and he would always pray for her. Wow. It's the strangest thing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and he'd say the same thing. Mary, mother of Jesus, she's going to one day. I mean, she's married now and we, I've got no grandchildren yet, but she, every time I mention the prophecy, she goes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she's still a bit, I don't know, man, but, you know, Bob Jones and these guys are amazing. 
And that's when I began the journey, uh, learning about different prophets and apostolic leaders. I didn't even know what that was in those days. And um, yeah, so I, I did a lot of training there, um, lots of ministry team training. They did huge conferences for about three years and I was privileged to be on the team and wow. go through all the training. So I learned there how to minister to people, pray for people. Um, you know, there'd be like a team of 300 Americans would come in with John Wimber and we'd have two, 3,000 people we'd pray for. <laughs> That's awesome. Every that session so awesome. they ministered. So it's so amazing that, that you got to do ministry with yeah. John Wimber. That's incredible. And all those prophetic words of your daughter. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I learned a lot, but I, I've always been very, um, the doors in the floor. I want to know I'm teachable. Teach me. I'm never going to not, you know, I'm going to grab onto shirt tails and teach me, <laughs> you know, I want to learn. Yeah. And yeah, often yeah. we need to learn through other people. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on. Now, so uh, there's, so we were talking about the whole, the seer gift in operation. Yeah. O- and oftentimes people are like, uh, 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 yeah, I'm a seer. And so, uh, I see, um, I see the demon behind every bush. You know, I see the demon in, in every Christian. I see that, you know, and so I, I've known like <laughs> seers that are like, I know like that so. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've known like, like seers that were accurate, very accurate, but also very, very negative. And I've also known what I would say are like mature seers yeah. who are accurate, but don't even necessarily share with you what they're necessarily seeing. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, uh, and with you, it's not, you're not just a seer. You're, you're, you're a shredder, right? Like you're not, you're, <laughs> yeah, sorry. You, you, don't, you don't just, if, if you see something that's not right, you, then, then you're going to do something about it. And, yeah. and so I, I, um, so what have you learned about the responsibility of like, of the gifts? Like when we, when we have a gift, there's kind of like that, that place where we can yeah, nice. simply discern, but then there's that place where, where, where we're called to actually do something with our authority and so what what is the the father been teaching in regards to like your gift and your your function your school and and i realize that some of these things are specific to you and they're not this isn't a formula to put on it on other people but for jane what what, tell us about your this your wiring your chemistry you know okay oh that's quite a big question but um because I could see in both realms from very small, I learned a lot on my own with this imaginary friend who I now, <laughs> who at 14 appeared to me out of a cloud and I knew it was Jesus. Wow, wow. But I also knew that subconsciously over the years I was being mentored by Moses because, because I couldn't read till I was about 12. The only Bible stories I ever remembered was parting of the Red Sea. Wow, wow. But also how he was called by the Lord and how he... It says that he struggled with speech, he was stammered, he was really nervous. But we know if he was trained by the royal family in Egypt, he'd be a smart cookie. So he he was not what they say, some people say he was. He would know, but he would struggle with his fear. And I grew up with a lot of fear, I just did. And I had a lot of time on my own, but there was this friend called Jesus that I began to realize. And when a cloud appeared in my room at 14, and a man appeared, first Moses and then Jesus, Wow. Um, I realized I knew them anyway. Wow. So, but they were imaginary friends. <laughs> That's awesome. So now when children come to me with imaginary friends, I'm not, you shouldn't always think it's demon and it's wrong. Because if somebody had done that to me, I might not be where I am now with Jesus. That's incredible. So I learned a lot myself, but um, also uh, 
you know the guys from company of burning heart have had a massive journey on discernment they think it's really key and it's really important so we've done a lot of um prayer into that a lot of teachings and we that's that's very important discernment character your character can you go lower are you teachable um and you know there are there are things in your life that are pointers you know because he's the way the truth and the life mm-hmm. and you've got to look at righteousness and justice and all the different things in scripture that point us to him but one of the key things i always think is um holiness and righteousness and i'm not talking about sin i'm not talking about iniquity i'm talking about just our daily walk with him we're always for want of a better word hungering after that and if Mm. we're not there's something wrong if we think we've arrived or we think we're perfect we're not that's not about your confidence and having confidence in him it's about always checking your inner man you know what's going on what are your motives It's it's good for this Good. Of course, we're meant to do podcasts, be public, do live stuff. But there are times when we're meant to be secret. That's Jesus right. withdrew. That's right. But then That's he right. was public again. Then he withdrew. That's right. Knowing the times and the seasons, and we do get it wrong. But there's grace. Beginner's grace. That's right. And it depends on your responsibility. I mean, my responsibility is it is I learned very much by doing ministry team with Vineyard and Company Burning Hearts that. Um. You have to learn good discernment and you do have to know when to speak and when not to speak. And if you're not sure, ask somebody that knows what they're doing. Mm, that's good. And if they teach me, help me. Can I stand by next to you? Can I come alongside you and learn with you? That's awesome. And, um, you know, we lose the day. We're not teachable. We've done it. We, we've lost it, I think. Wow. wow. And um, spend time with, with Jesus, Holy Spirit. Get to know them individually and corporately uh, is key. Intimacy is never going to change. There's nothing to substitute for intimacy. And then I'd practice things like I'd walk through the town centre and see something and pray and see if it shifted. Interesting. I did that a lot. Yeah. A lot. And people wouldn't know I was doing it, but I've always had this justice thing inside of me. And, you know, I'm not scared to deliver somebody. I'm not scared to... um, I've had a a lot of deliverance myself with my friends. So I learned how to deliver by being delivered. Awesome. 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 And a lot of it was generational stuff. It wasn't stuff that I did. Um, of course, I did some stuff. I, I took ownership of that. But repentance is key. The sooner you repent of stuff and get it over with, get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it. Yeah, deal with your stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Now, talk to me a little bit about um, discernment. Um, what have you learned about what, what it is and what it's not? Okay, I'm a big tester out. I'm very adventurous. So, um, you know, I'm not scared to pray stuff or to lay hands on somebody or do what, what I feel like Holy Spirit's asking me. And I've learned to live with the consequences when I get it wrong. Mm. You know, practice, practice, practice is really key. If you don't step out, you're never going to know. And I learned through doing big teams, you know, with the guys from Manchester Vineyard. And they always paired me up with some mature Christian that knew what they were doing. And then eventually I was paired up with somebody. Then I ended up leading teams. And... I personally, because I love mission, thinks everyone should go on a mission. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially somewhere absolutely. like India or somewhere, somewhere where, fun. you somewhere know, fun. you say one scripture and the whole place erupts and there's snakes coming out of people. And <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love <laughs> in that In the spirit stuff. and in the natural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just get your hands, you know, get your hands to the job, get your hands dirty and just have a go. Yeah, I've had a lot of fear. If somebody says to me, doesn't it scare you? Yes. But over the years, I've got more confident. Yeah, you have. I mean, um, I think we met in um, 2000, 
<laughs> thirteen or fourteen, yes. somewhere in there. And um, and that was one of the that was one of the, the first times that you'd like spoken. I think at a conference or something. I, or, or I know that you'd been doing some things, a yeah. company bringing hearts. But um, seeing you then, and then seeing what you're doing now. I mean, so you, but you had been doing ministry privately and in the heavens for years and years yeah, and years yeah. but so you so you were in that in, in the hidden place as far yeah, as what we fine. would say as far as social media or or anything kind of anything media wise but then all of a sudden you started not just coming out and doing more stuff publicly but you really started stepping out and using your authority for mentoring and for the equipping of of, of the saints for works for works of ministry so what was that transition like going from a place of a place of um tremendous huge authority in the spirit to now to now beginning to function and it kind of on the earth was that was that a weird thing and, yeah you know. for me for want of a better word i found it very scary and i still do now because i mean just before i came i thought oh a live feed <laughs> i was like i have to be really careful what i say um but yeah you can't edit it <laughs> like a podcast or a story well, or I know, like in the in the more mystical camp live yeah. feed live feed was never very popular i mean i remember um even the the first time that that justin came i i don't think he wanted it to be live streamed and no. i know like like but that's changed a lot it has changed you know um, you have to embrace with, it with the amount of resources but there was like almost a uh there's just something there for a while you know back you know well, not even that long ago either it was kind of like, no, let's not video this, you know, like this. So that is kind of interesting. It is very interesting. But, you know, the Lord gives you the confidence and the courage. I would just give myself a talking to and have a deep breath and a couple of sleepless nights and then just say, OK, we have to do this. So let's get on with it. And then you do start to grow in confidence. And um, yeah, and I, I learned amazing thing was to practice a little bit you know, in a mirror or practice with a microphone at home in the end, I thought, oh, I've got to go overcome this fear. You'd practice in the mirror with a microphone? I used to do that's in the awesome, beginning, Jane. a little Aww, bit, only a little bit. That's so awesome. It wasn't a real microphone, <laughs> yeah, okay. it was like pretend, but like a I, I was like, oh, <laughs> I have to overcome this. A shampoo bottle. Yeah, I have to overcome it, so, and. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so I, awesome. I have this personality, though, however scared I am and things frighten me, I'm going to go, I'm going to go through it. That's just i'm get i'm wired like that from very young but now like now you um you're doing probably the most <laughs> difficult form of public speaking which is just you sitting in front of a camera and making a course i mean i think that is the most <laughs> difficult form of public speaking yeah. is just turning on a camera and teaching you know i yes, I, I mean because that's because then the problem is you have to watch it you do and then when you watch it you're like oh my gosh omg is that you know is that yeah. is that really what i look like is that really what i sound like yeah. right like and you're doing it. You're, I mean, so that that's huge to go from this place where you were, were you, you know, yeah. to to now you're like, Jane here. <laughs> well, in the beginning, they used to they used to make me laugh. Grant Mahoney used to used to say, "My name's Jane Children. I live in Wales." And he'd go, "Why don't you just be yourself?" And I'd send these videos, and he'd be like, "Can you just be yourself? What is up with you?" And he'd be going. And then then last year when we were in Alabama, when he introduced me, he went. My name's Jane Schroeder and I live in Wales. You'd be so and, he, and he just like, give me the microphone, he goes, can you just be yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm way better now than I used to be. I'm like, 
But uh, hi, I'm Jane Schroeder. How are you doing today? Well, we're going to dive into the scripture. That's awesome. Look at you. You're just a natural. Yeah. But I had to practice that for a while. You, you know what would have been awesome is if you would have backlit it so that nobody could see your face. Yeah. You know, just backlight so you're a silhouette. <laughs> and then come up with like an alias. Come up with like a fake name. <laughs> and then hilarious. like detune your voice. Like, hi, my name is Linda. Today, you know, like everybody, who is this? This is awesome. Like you don't like the complete opposite of kind of the, of the mainstream kind of thing. Like this, you know. That's a good idea. I'm going to try that now. Watch out. Hello, hello, world. It's like anonymous, like the hackers group, right? Like I'm going to be dropping heavy, heavy revelation. Turn in your Bibles. I was like, who is this? This is awesome. Yeah, that's hilarious. Today. In the Big Brother house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, that's a good Gonna idea, too. make your too. hair stand on end. <laughs> we, we, they should do like a Big Brother with just a, a, a house full of mystics. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> It'd be like um, a, a bunch of superheroes, like real life superheroes. Like people walking through walls and like, you know, cooking eggs with no frying pan. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sorry, Jane. Okay, so. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Let's talk about your travels. Okay. So you, you go places, you accomplish things in the spirit. Yeah. What's one of those places where when the plane landed and your feet touched the soil, you were like... I knew you were going to ask me this. Oh, you <laughs> did. And you were like, oh, okay, this is about to go down. Like you could feel it was like a country western movie. As soon as you landed, you're like, okay, this is going to be a showdown. Yes. Um, yes. I, I was always really good if I was traveling with somebody that I knew they knew what they were doing. I wouldn't sit on my laurels. I would minister with them and be just as much part of what was going on. But two years ago, I went with a friend from California. He came to look after me because it got a little bit crazy in India. So we started taking a man with me as well as a lady. And we used to joke and say they were my bodyguards in the spirit and in the natural. But in the end, it it became quite dangerous for me because... um, I flew in and I knew from the word go when a black cobra would appear at the window in the hotel room every single night. I could see it clearly. Wow. wow. And then its head grew and it got more heads. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I was thinking, what can I do about this? And I tried the old slicing and dicing and it got more heads. Wow. So I knew it wasn't the right thing to do. Wow. And the whole time I was there, I began to you know, pray and work out uh, what the spirit really was. Wow. And it was the spirit I wasn't to deal with. It wasn't for me. To, it wasn't my core. It wasn't to deal with. But it was annoying because it bothered me. Wow. And then uh, we were ministering at two different places at the time. And one place was a very hidden group of young people. They were epic what they were moving in, what God was doing, mystical stuff. And they were seeing incredible things happen. People walking into the meetings, people of different religions just coming in in tears, giving their lives to Jesus, bringing whole families. Come on, come on. But they're still very hidden because of the persecution. And... Um, so that was interesting praying with those guys and i'm not a big one that believes that you're going to get attacked but the whole time we were there we had one thing happen something was going on with my family at home it was constant i was exhausted in the end wow i got a very bad chest infection where i wore a mask and it was just terrible disgusting bad chest when i got home i had to have i had to go for an x-ray on my lungs and but that does not stop me Wow. In fact, it made me more mad. <laughs> wow. Something inside me, I don't know what it is, it must be to do with my inner man, shifts and says, <laughs> makes me like, really, this is not going to get me down. I'm not going to leave until I've accomplished what I'm here for. So, but, but God always has a way, Yeshua always has a way of doing something really beautiful. 
So we got invited to a big church where we had this woman attack me. She come to bite me, claw my face. They had to hold her down. Good times. Yeah. She, she attacked me as soon as I arrived. Oh so they goodness. held her down and prayed for her. It wasn't the pastor's wife, was no, it? No, it wasn't. Okay, the, she was, she was a tiny little lady and she was feisty. She's like, grab hold of her legs and she slapped her face. I was shocked. Oh my I goodness. thought I have never delivered somebody by slapping them. But I'll tell you what, the demon left the moment she slapped her oh my goodness i was a bit shocked because oh i goodness. thought if i did that in the uk i'd be arrested for sued. assaulting somebody <laughs> and she amazed me and she said I'll, I'll show you come come another day i'll show you how to deal with some of these spirits and she did show me wow <laughs> like, wow tiny little lady but strong like really strong so we went to this church and you go and have breakfast with the pastor and i didn't know he was super so I'm sat eating, fr you know, fried eggs with him, chatting away, just normal chatting. And I didn't know he'd been on dialysis. Oh. And people kept coming and kneeling and praying with him. And I'm thinking, this is strange. I'm always a little bit dirt with these things. My <laughs> <laughs> the friend who was with me, he got it. I was clueless. I'm like pouring a cup of tea, chatting, you know. And then he said, right, you're going to go in the meeting. I want you to sit on the stage. And I said, I'm not good sticking, sitting on the stage, but I'll follow your protocol. So I sat on the stage and I thought, oh my goodness, there's thousands of people. And I start to shake because I get dead nervous. My friend's really confident. He's ministered in Africa. He's not scared at all. And I'm beginning to like, oh, I'm going to hyperventilate. <laughs> I was like, help me, somebody. Anyway, Mark was up first. He was to speak. So I thought, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I know I'm going to share on. I know what scriptures. And, um, and then all of a sudden, I looked to the left side and they've got like a lovely glass entrance. And there was a man in bodily form walked in just a few few paces ahead of the pastor and it was jesus it was yeshua wow. in bodily form wow. he walked right round onto the stage and he stepped into the pastor wow. and they were one just talking about now i can feel like the presence comes away on my chest wow you can feel it in the room the presence has come yeah like jesus walks in in bodily hmm. form i started crying <laughs> I wish I'd got like a, a really lovely cotton old-fashioned hanky to stuff in my mouth because it was like the wailing started to come on me, the travail. Wow, <laughs> like wow, wow, wow. My friend's trying to minister and he's been given a gold tooth by a seven-year-old child and he tells this incredible story. So, you, you know, you've got a dry eye in the house. They're all speaking in tongues and it's just crazy, crazy. And then, then we go and have a little break and the pastor said, what was going on? And I told him and he went, oh, oh yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, get me out of here. But it's so intense, the presence. Now, this is, you, you wouldn't think nothing was in this church when you first arrive. You know, they're not, they haven't got live feed. So the second service starts and he said, I hope you don't mind, but um, you've missed your slot. Mark spoke so long that um, we've got a pastor coming from um, another part, Malaysia, and you're going to love him. Would you stay and have lunch with us, yeah? And I was a bit niff because I wanted to speak on a specific thing to do with the burning bush and Moses. Well, he was late. Mm. So I've then got off the stage and I'm sat with the ladies. You have the ladies on one side and the men on the other. And whether you agree with that or not, if you, if, I just feel like we need to be respectful to the house. And I thought, I'm going to be really respectful. Well, the Lord loves respect and loves honour. What you honour, you get. So I sat there. He was late. And the pastor said... Well, Jane, I want, to, I want you to invite you up to the podium. And I'm thinking, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I was like, oh, no. I'm thinking, so I get up. People think I'm dead confident. And sometimes I am, but sometimes I am not. I just 
pretend I am. I give myself a talking to in the spirit. I get up there and I look on the balcony and people are cheering you and blessing you. And there's the cloud. I thought, oh, I think my mum's going to appear. When the cloud comes, it's usually my mum or Moses. I remember this cloud comes, visible cloud, I can see it. And the room's going cloudy and I'm like, in my head, talking to Mark in my heart. Can you see the cloud? And he's looking at me. And all of a sudden, Moses steps out. Daniel and Elisha and they bow to the bastard who is respect. <laughs> That's incredible. Out. out of the cloud, Daniel, Moses, and Elisha yeah. step out of the, cl- the Clearly, cloud. Clearly, I can see them on the balcony bowing. And they bow to Because the they're pastor. bowing to Jesus. Wow. Because, you, you know, we're in him, he's in us, we're in each other. Wow. Well, I thought I'm just going to pass out now. But somehow I preached for 30 minutes on... Um, that, uh, as Moses made a choice that the burning bush wasn't right in front of him he had to physically choose that was my message and then the pastor said do you want to share what you've just seen <laughs> well I'm starting to cry now and he's helping me he's super sweet and he's helping me talk what I'm trying to and he knows what I can see because he can see it too wow and then we finished that this beautiful smiley Malaysian man walks towards me and saves my bacon and just takes the <laughs> microphone and I just sit down and put my tally over my head and have a good week wow and then he gets gets us all up to helping minister and I, I ended up filming all that he was doing we saw like incredible deliverances miracle signs and wonders and um, he was amazing and um, we then had dinner with him. He told us incredible stories of things that he does um, in lots of different places, very hidden stuff as well. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's an incredible story. It was. Did, but... you, ever, did you ever take out that, uh, that black cobra thing? Or was it? Well, no, I didn't do it till I went home because I was sick for a week. And then I contacted Grant and said, hey, Grant, I had this crazy thing come. And he said, oh, it's an African spirit. It's this, it's that. Did you not know to do this? You should have messaged me. And I'm like, yeah, I should have done it. He said, in future, when you're away, if you need to know anything and you're struggling, just message me. So I went, I just prayed about it and dealt with it by faith. I didn't see it again. I just prayed about sure, it and feel sure, that it's sure, done. Sure. Because sometimes you do these things by faith. I don't see them, don't feel them. I just move in that faith realm. That's awesome. Chuck a bam. Yeah. <laughs> Shaka bam. I learned that from Todd Bentley. Shaka bam, 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 bam. Whack that thing. Charlie just did a did a podcast with Todd, and um, and uh, Charlie and I we've been partnering together to uh, on this thing on this project. Come on. And so he just shot. He just downloaded the files this morning. I, was, I just was listening to the. It's really cool because it's like. Um, I've never heard a conversation with, with Todd like this before. Wow. Like you, typically whenever you see Todd, it's like either like an interview, like on, like, you know, for something, for a project he has yeah, coming up yeah. or it's a sermon, yeah. you know, but, um, I don't know of any, like, just like conversations where he just tells about his life. He tells about yes. like getting started in ministry. He talks about, um, Lakeland. He talks about, um, post Lakeland and just what it's like to go after the things of God. Um, and really, it's like a testament of just the faithfulness of God, like yes, totally. and the sovereignty of God. Like he was just saying, like there's so many times he's wanted to quit, but but the Lord will come and visit him in a dream. The Lord will give him a dream, a vision. The Lord will speak to him, and and God just keeps him. You know, it's so it's pretty cool. It's going to be cool to share that. Wow, that'd be an amazing podcast. I was very privileged a few years ago to go and um, be part of one of Todd's teams in three locations in um, India massive learning curve for me was it really massive being on the stage i was like because he has a missionary director that that you facilitate through 
And I'd be like, oh, sit me in the crowd. In the end, they got fed up with me and this Australian dude, and they just sent us in the crowd. We just climb over the wall and in the crowd, and the people on drips, open sores, open cancers. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, I was always like, oh, I don't want to be on the stage. <laughs> you, were you up there just laying hands on people and stuff? Or like, well, what yes. Were you doing? Um, he has a very, very clear protocol. Okay. How, how, how they like it done and you follow sure. that. Sure. And, um, yeah, most of the miracles happen in the worship time. Oh, really? Like Benny? Yeah. And then he, um, you, he does testimonies, gets people up for testimony, and then he starts to pray. But he shared one um, evening um, oh gosh, I feel weepy. <laughs> he shared one evening about his life and how his mum was deaf and his childhood to us. Uh, oh gosh, it was just beautiful. The, oh, I would say the real Todd. You know, wow. I love every part of him. Wow, wow. And uh, I got to sit and listen. You know, like sit at his feet, like you know, Mary and Martha sat at Jesus's feet, and uh, it was wonderful. And I learned a lot. That's amazing. He's a real confidence booster, and he's also funny and a showman and. He's really, he's got this really childlike face as well. And uh, yeah, he's, everything's like wide-eyed and wonderful. Is he doing um, one of your short courses? Um, we asked him, he's very busy right now. Sure, so we'll sure. see, I hope so in future. He's I doing shall those, ask him uh, again. those harvest, uh, huge yeah. kind of global harvest uh, outreaches. Yeah. And going he's a souls. super busy guy. And I think that right now it's okay. It's sure. like, yeah, we'll sure. see what happens. I hope he will, but um, he's just super busy and family, so. Yeah. Now, what kind of? Um, I know um, Ian Clayton had a very significant role in 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 your life. Yes. And, um, yes. <laughs> and so, what did what did that look like? How did you meet Ian, and, and how did it kind of click? Oh, Ian Clayton. Um, well, when I was with Justin, I was one of the intercessors there that helped do the ministry time and teams, and uh, worked closely with Justin and Rachel, and um, massive privilege and honor, and. Um, Ian came for three years and uh, at the first three years I struggled I basically I couldn't quite understand what he said but I would um, in the spirit by faith the presence would move things around my I would see things a lot clearer when he was around he opens up a realm of sight and feeling and seeing things and understanding so I just glean a couple of things sure and um, but I would always as soon as he'd go I'd go into this um, like nightmares, terrible nightmares for really? me personally. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I began to um, find out this thing was called the terror that roams by night. Really. And he told a story one time when he came back. He switched. He had it. He had it, and he switched the lights off and he waited for this thing to come. So one night when I lay in bed and all the hairs are standing up and I'm scared, I turned the lights off and stood up and said, "Right, bring it on." That was a massive life change for me. I always thought it was a demon, but actually it was just this night terror, dark thing. I dealt with it, really pleased with myself. And um, and then I noticed that Ian didn't really talk to me a lot. He was just like, hey, and I know he would, he would ask Justin how all his team was, how are people getting on, and he would say. And then the third year he came, I used to work part-time as well as minister and help so I had a job as well I used to work with special needs doing personal care changing diapers on adults that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> I actually loved it that's amazing and the means to an end with that was when I actually went to India and we went into the slums and the stench was so bad I couldn't I didn't book I could handle it because I'd already done years of changing diapers so I now know why I did that job partly as well the Lord wow. was training me up wow. for slums and smells and things but um so this year came, we all went for food at my friend's house and he just came up to me and he rubbed my shoulder and he went, 
I've been watching you. <laughs> and he did this with his eyes, like putting his fingers to his eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I went, really? Like that? And we just had a good laugh. And that was it. Yeah. So I broke the ice with him because the word scary is not the word, but in the spirit, he's massive. Mm. He looks like an ox. Wow. At times, I've seen him wear... <laughs> Should I share this? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I've shared this publicly once. I was once sat next to him in a friend's house when I was getting to know him and I looked at a reflection on the wall and the whole side of his right face was a blue lion's head that came out of the side of his head. It was huge. Wow. And looked at me and then went back. Wow. And I whispered to him and went, see that? And he was like, shh, shh. <laughs> wow. So I was, that didn't freak me out then because I got used to these crazy things then. But... Um, so yeah that was a big turning point and then i went to work in the day they'd all been out for the day and i showed up at the meeting we'd done prayer pre-prayer time prayed and you know there's things you had to shift around when ian came and he was shifting stuff all the time hmm. you'd walk through the town center and people would like snarl at him <laughs> it's like you knew he was in town and um he just he just came up to me and said um i'm so proud of you jane and i went why <laughs> Because I think Ian wants to talk to you, and I was like, "Oh, I don't think so." And he goes, "Seriously." And if I if I'm upset or a bit scared, I cry a lot. I'm a big weeper. Sure. And I was a bit weeping. He put his arm around me, and we were really good friends. And he said, "It's okay, Jane." He said, "But what have you been doing?" And I said, "What have I been doing? I've been praying." <laughs> he goes, "No, not now." I said, he goes, "Do you remember that time we went to Germany and we came back, and you told me that you'd practiced in your bedroom like Ian taught us to step in, step out, and that you were struggling to understand the courtrooms." But you'd listen to Stevie McKee. He calls it his courtroom for dummies. A really simple teaching on um, Duff Company. And I, I liked it so much, I played it over and over and wrote the scriptures out and learned it. And it was very much a formula for me. And formulas can be good, as yep. long as we don't overuse them. Sure. And that's how I practice. And I watched this TV program and I was very sturdy in my heart on the news that a pregnant woman had been abducted and murdered and hmm. raped on the side of the road and left for dead. But the wow. baby was still alive in her wow. tummy. wow. I was so shocked and angry, righteous anger, I asked the Lord to pray. And then we had this whole ring of paedophilia going on in our own nation. Wow. And I was stirred again on the news. So I prayed and stepped in step up by faith. So, but then I began to realize I could actually see some of the things. So I go with it. I was not worried I got it wrong because I knew beginner's grace. It was a beginning thing. Well, all of a sudden, incestor just didn't apparently while I was at work. One of, your, one of your intercessors, I heard one of her case come up to one of the high courts in heaven and you watch the news in the next three weeks. <laughs> I was like, so Justin's telling me this crazy story and I'm like, no, God, it must be somebody else. He said, well, even though other people must have prayed, your name was on it. Wow, wow. So I'm like, no, not really. Anyway, eventually, within three weeks, we literally, there was this, it's still going on now, a massive scandal in the UK, a guy called Jimmy Savile. Um, there was, he used to do this program called Jim will, Jim will Fix It and there's this beautiful hospital called Stoke Mandeville where it's a very orthopaedic hospital bones, backs, hip replacements Sure. and um, he would have a key and go in and assault some of the women in oh, the wow. night time, some wow. of the special needs Wow. and he'd already died but it all came to court and we're still having stuff being uncovered now and that was many years ago Wow. wow. And I'm not joking. Don't be discouraged with the court. If you don't understand it, just have a little go. Listen to the it's incredible teachings that Justin's got out. I've got a CD out you can download. It's a real court case in Texas. It's called the Abortion Bill 2, the Bill 2. 
and we um, stopped it from being abolished. Wow. Um, so with some of this stuff, you're actually seeing it in the in the in the spirit yes. before it's being exposed yeah. on the news and, yeah. and such. Yeah. And so you guys will pray it through, and then all of a sudden it'll get exposed and yeah. it'll come out in the news. And sometimes nothing shifts. You you can go in many times. Um, you know, it really is up to up to the Lord um, what shifts and what doesn't. So you know, but I go in by faith. And sometimes you go in once it's once it's done. I went in many times over the paedophilia stuff, um, and. We had spells where, like, my daughter would be working late at night, and where we have the winters quite goes dark at four o'clock. It's not like till eight, and she would be working and having to wait between clients. And I, I get a little bit worried about sitting in a car park on her own because were people were sneaking in the back of your car when you went for your petrol in the petrol station. We had a whole spate of that. Wow! So I'd be praying, and that spurred me to pray. And then you know, little things like that would spur me. Personal things with family. Um, that would always spur me into praying. And there's an invitation that stirs your heart. That's, and people say, what's the invitation? What stirs your heart? And you, you, um, you're part of a group where you guys are going into the courts, but you also do it individually and going like courtroom prayer, as it's been called, <laughs> courtroom experiences. Like this is a pretty major part of your part, major part of your school. Yes, it is now. In the beginning, I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> <laughs> no. And when you go, you're none of it. When when you go, because you're a seer, you you are you seeing this like this play out, or is it by faith? Is it fifty fifty? Fifty fifty, I would say. Um, we do do what's called a baked dinner bench. So there are people in Scotland, people in London, people in Wales, and every so many weeks we'll Skype in all of us, and the Lord have already laid on our heart what He wants us to bring in, and we all pray together and wait. And sometimes we just pray for wisdom. And we'll go again and again and again. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. There's no hard and fast rule, but I must admit that, you know, some teachings that, that I've listened, listened to really helped me understand and just practice. It's, it's, it's cool that you're in Scotland now with Stevie, our, our friend Stevie. Yes. And, um, and you should never talk about somebody behind their back. <laughs> Okay. What are your real thoughts on Stevie? My thoughts <laughs> on Stevie. <laughs> well, let's talk about Stevie. Let's talk about my. I call him my buddy. Yeah, he's a he's a um, giant. We've he's been awesome. friends for many many years, and um, he still calls me Miss Flosh, Slosh Fest because that's where I met him. He calls you Miss Slosh Fest. Yes, that's where I met him. But when I moved to Scotland, he tells everybody this now, even public, when we're preaching. He's telling them in London recently we were ministering together. He says. Jane's got a new name. She's called Janie Pops Muck Schroeder. What? <laughs> Janie Pops Muck Schroeder. Janie Pops Muck Schroeder. Awesome. <laughs> I, the reason, I just think it's cool when I, when, I, uh, when I look at just the journey that you've been on. You've yeah. always been like a part of like different communities. Yes. Like these different these different groups. And, and can you speak into that as far as people that might be listening that may maybe it's been a long time since they've been a part of like a, a, a real community and because isolation so many times, I don't, I don't know if you agree with this, but so many times we can come up with so many great spiritual reasons to be isolated. Yes. Um, for me, I mean, as a child, we went off to Sunday school. My parents had a, a sort of faith. My dad was in the Methodist church. My mum was um, brought up in the church of England and her brother sang in the choir. They didn't go to church a lot, but they sent us in it. But, but, in, in those days, everybody went. Lots of children went to Sunday school and grew up in the church. 
and then I joined a youth group. Even though I had spells away from that, there was some anchor in my heart to do with loving Jesus for me. It was always Jesus, mm-hmm. Yeshua. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, you know, I went through spaces where I didn't go to church, but something always drew me back. And, you know, Scripture's full of being in union, common union with him. And we do need each other because, you know, it's okay me seeing all these things, but I need a prophet to help me articulate it, help me how to understand it. And, um, you know, I just think that we do need each other and to be part of a group. We've recently joined a traditional church. I think that's awesome. You and Stevie joined oh, a traditional. I haven't been to a traditional church for years. No, but what do you mean by traditional? Um, where they sing hymns and it's quite formatted church and it's called Struthers. They, they have, um, Pentecostal they have, um, Church in Glasgow. And pew, they, they have, have a pews. choir that sing. Yeah, they have pews. That's awesome. But the first week I went there, I was absolutely, I thought, should I go or not? And he said, you might think it's a bit religious, Janie Pops, but come. And I (laughs) sat in the pew, I sat in the pew, and there was my dad, who's in the Cloud of Witnesses, the whole time we were there, sat next to me. Uh, And yet again, I was weeping, my eyes were like water pistols. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad was singing with us, because every Sunday night as a child, you had to be good and behave or you got a slap. Because you had to watch songs of praise and he would sing with my mum wow, for wow, an wow, hour. Wow. So I, I was brought up singing hymns and loving it. And um, yeah, so there so was So you're in dad. a traditional church. And so like, but what what if somebody was, was I mean, I'd just be curious to get your response. If someone was like, <laughs> you, you're like, here you are a super seer and you're like, you're shredder and you're, you're one of the the leaders and overseers in the nest and you're doing all this like crazy stuff in spirit and here you are at a religious church i mean like yeah and i'm putting you know i'm not yeah. you know you're saying traditional but i mean you know how people think yeah. you know people <laughs> yeah. but um you know i mean just i'm more like a, a teacher on the nest people that oversee okay, it, okay, and Clayton okay. and Grant and Samantha okay. they they run the whole nest okay I've just helped set up a course the, okay and Stevie and I teach and Stevie's one of the um main teachers of one of the whole year tutor teachers awesome so that's interesting but um I I just know this that we we need to look in other places as well as just I mean I've been happy part of a ministry for years and I have my own ministry now you know fire crown and glory that's awesome and I love it but you know, we've, we've got to look in lots of different places. If we think it's just going to break out with us, I think we're deluded. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Why did the Lord, ha- why did we go to church? Why is there ecclesia? Why are the churches? Why are the crosses all over the UK? You know, why did, you know, Patrick in his little coracle boat and 12 others go, you know, the sea in these tiny little like raft boats to bring and change the culture of the United Kingdom, the wild islands, Ireland, Scotland and Wales and you know, 12 men went over the border to the picks that were barbarians, the Scottish, and bring poetry and language and beauty and music and worship and change the culture forever. Amen, amen. So why, and they were traditional church, why? So I began to ask myself, I'm preaching on the Celtic saints and St. John of the Cross and, you know, the nuns and the monasteries and the monks and trees of Avila and Catherine of Siena. So I began to, okay, I'll go with you, Stevie. And I was amazed. That's awesome. I shouldn't have been. That's awesome. And then the second time I went, it was like Holy Spirit was right next to me in bodily form. The clearest I've ever seen Holy Spirit. And the presence is so sweet but heavy. And every line of the hymns we sing, it's beautiful, beautiful. So. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It, yeah. You know, I think. As, that, you know. 
I think that one thing that we have to look out for is anytime we use the word religious in regards to anyone else except for ourselves. I mean, I think it's perfectly okay. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that swig was a bit, bit, bit big of a swig. I mean, I think it, um, it's perfectly okay to say, oh, wow, Holy Spirit. Yeah, you're right, Holy Spirit. I'm I'm getting religious in this. Yes, but I think you right. have to be really careful when we try to stamp someone else or something else. Yes, even right. even because it's institutional, of saying that's. I think we have to be careful about that. But I think it's perfectly okay to hear the Holy Spirit be like, "You're right, Holy Spirit. I am getting religious in this." You know, because um, it's it's kind of like it's 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 that any form of like um, spirituality outside of Christ, outside of relationship, outside of intimacy that's when we become religious right that's like, right yeah yeah it's so easy to lose our intimacy but to be able to like put on the appearance of intimacy like performance-based intimacy you know right. <laughs> <laughs> i agree i mean we, what we think is religious isn't what the law thinks is religious yeah yeah <laughs> yes so yes it's yeah amazing i love it and um yeah I just, but I've always been. I mean, do they do they have any idea who you guys are? Like, here you guys like these navy no. these navy seals in the spirit. No, we just sit. <laughs> That's awesome. In the middle. And <laughs> fake your sobriety. Well, they don't know who I am. They might know who Stevie is now. He's been on one of their conferences, but they don't know who I am. I just sit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a compulsion though when I'm there, and I don't feel it's it's any sort of control or anything. I don't feel a compulsion to like low and ho and shout like I might sure, somewhere else. Sure, sure. Or manifest. Sure. Um, the truth of it is the fear of the Lord resides mm. with them. That, That's I, I awesome. I that out very quickly that it's the fear of the Lord. That's awesome. You know, I was, asked, I was talking to Bobby Connor when he was here just last weekend about heaven and um, about what, like, what heaven's like. And, and he said something that I've never thought about before. But he said, in heaven, the spirit spirit of the fear of the Lord is so intense that everywhere you go, you feel, um, I don't know how, how he said, I wouldn't want to put words in his mouth, but, um, it, it's like, it, like sure. Heaven is fun and heaven is a wonderful place, but there is just this, um, tremendous gravity of, of, of the awareness of, of the spirit of the fear. Like, and, and I just, I've never thought about that before. Um, I don't can't put words. He put words on it, but I wouldn't even want to repeat it. I don't even think the way that he, you know, because it almost make it sound like it's a wow. a place of terror. Like you know, like you know what I mean. Like if I try to, if I say a place of terror, that makes it sound terrible. It wasn't like that at all. It was like, but the awesome, like the aws, like the the awesomeness of God's presence, but almost borderline overwhelmed, you know? And I just was, I just thought like, wow, I, I've never, I've never thought about that side of heaven before. Uh, I think, I mean, I've met a lot of people who, um, you know, they, they call Papa God Abba and they have this real close relationship with him. And, but my relationship with Yahweh um, <laughs> has been, I must admit my journey with Yahweh when I first ever saw, saw him in a silhouette in the kingdom realm, um, I was like, fear of the Lord. You know, I had to stop myself wetting myself. It was just, <laughs> as Ian Clayton would say, wet pants, washing machine. It wow. was like that for me too. Wow. And um, I backed off for a while. I was, he was like, the word scary, and I wasn't even afraid, but it was the terror. That's the word. The Lord said it's the terror of God. And then 
as time went on, I, I began having di- more encounters and different things happen. That's like... Wow, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yes, the mm. terror of God. Um, and, we, you know, we don't need to lose that because wasn't it Bobby Connor that said years ago something about we've become all too familiar with a God that's like a lion that can tear us, but also heal us. Yeah, and it also reminds me of Rick Joyner's um, uh, The Final Quest where he had this encounter um, where he talked about we've uh, with worship, like this end times worship thing where it was like we've understood like the goodness of God um, in our worship, but that there was going to come like a sound of the severity of God that was going to come in through the worship. And um, and I haven't thought about that in years, but um, but wouldn't it be incredible if, if we as a body could really not just get a revelation of the spirit of the fear of the Lord, but we could really begin to almost represent it on onto the earth without trying to mock something up, you know, without faking something, but like the being vessels and vehicles of the of the spirit of the Lord in that way. I mean, yeah, I think that'd be amazing through our sound, through our song. Like yeah, that would be yeah. that'd be fascinating. It is fascinating. You know, sometimes in a worship set, you know, you get that bit where it goes really silent, and it's like. You can cut the air with, an, you know, the atmosphere with a knife, and it's just like it's like it's gonna come in bodily form any second. Are you ready, ready, ready? <laughs> it's like I don't know whether I'm ready. <laughs> like, but I love it. Yeah. When you come to the U.S., um, sorry, Dan, I just keep following following you here with this mic. When you come to the U.S., um, what does it feel, especially this year in 2019? What does it feel feel like atmospherically coming into the U.S.? Um, I'm just curious from somebody that's not <laughs> from here. You know, we're used to the yeah. atmosphere. And Truthfully, yeah. Um, the first night I arrived. <laughs> oh, you could ask me this. <laughs> the first night I arrived, um, and I was just falling to sleep, and I'd left the wardrobe open, and I was thinking, gosh, just think of the most incredible people that have slept in this room. I am really privileged. <laughs> I thought you just had Bobby Connor here, Justin Abraham, Patricia King. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, I always feel privileged. And um, I was just looking at the water and I was just slipping away reading. And um, I saw a light, <laughs> a light. And I instantly thought of the ladies of gold. By James Mahone, M- Maloney and um, wow, wow. Francis Metcalf, and I instantly sat up in bed, and I was like, "Oh, the secret of the stairs that was in Song of Solomon talks about the secret of the stairs, secret of the 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 secret door they had for over fifty years." And I thought, "I wonder if that's going to happen here." Wow, <laughs> I was excited. That is awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> I've never seen that before. And it was coming out of the closet. Yeah. In that room. Did you go, did, you didn't explore it? You didn't get up? And... Oh, I was so tired after flying and running from one <laughs> terminal to another one. I nearly missed my flight and sat on the runway for oh, an hour oh, and a yeah, half. Yeah, You're going to yeah, go this yeah. my flight? <laughs> Amen. We just declare it is going to happen here. It is no, going to happen No, no, no. The angels helped me massively. But yeah, so yeah. And then even last night when we did the school and I, I went back to bed again, it, I feel like the wall was moving. <laughs> There's a door standing open in heaven and that's, the word for you guys, I feel like there is a door standing open in heaven. Wow. And um, I th- that's it. That's all I know right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
And um, and let me just ask you this: um, What would you? Twenty nineteen has been a very interesting. It certainly has been a very different year in a wonderful way, um, but there also has been just a, like a layer of intensity for a, just a lot of people that we're doing yes, life with. Yes, that's right. And um, it, it it is interesting. I mean, some. I mean, it seems like when it rains, it pours. You know, and <laughs> and um, and and I know that 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 you're here now because you've you've been through it. You know, life hasn't always been peaches and cream. No, you know, like. Not at all. And um, so, like, what would you what would you say to any anyone listening right now, where they're like, they're just trying to the, to having done all to stand firm, you know, and and they're not seeing in the spirit, they're not hearing, but they've had those, but right now it just feels dry, it just feels like a wilderness kind of thing. What what, what could you say to people listening that that just you know they need a word, Jane? <laughs> they need a word. Okay, I just think that. The, the key thing to all of this is worship and reading scripture. And you have to force yourself sometimes. We, I've been through some crazy, want of a better word, dry seasons. Last year, I went through a season where I was in the Valley of Dry Bones. I could see all the dry bones. Wow, wow, wow. And um, I was in a meeting and this pastor came up behind me and just pushed me from behind. He said he felt like he needed to push me. And somebody pulled me from the front, just out the blue, and said we, we were pulling you out we, you, you know you've been in there too long now it's time to come out and they could wow. see it in the spirit wow wow but you know connect with people be with people go to meetings even if it's even if you find it difficult you, you still need to pray and in, and read your scripture and worship put on your favorite worship and i always say to people if you're really really struggling you know just get somebody to help you don't don't stay in that pit forever and there are times when the lord draws you into what I would call isolation, into a lonely place to um, be with you and see you and, and get to know him better in intimacy. Because I moved to Scotland, I don't really know many people there. And it felt really quite lonely for me, even though Stevie's there and the Dove Company are lovely. Um, I arrive and Stevie's away and the Lord's drawn him to one side and all the other guys were doing something else. And I'm thinking, why am I here? <laughs> and then I just struggled with it, I did. I didn't tell many people because I don't need to. But, and uh, my son was interesting and everyday thing. He said, I think you should take the dogs with you when you come again, take them for two weeks, walk the beaches and enjoy them. That was a massive thing for me. That really wow. helped me not wow. feel so lonely because wow. you know what dogs are like. They wait at the door for you and they're happy and they love to see you and you stroke and you love on them. So that was one thing helped me, a practical everyday thing, not super spiritual. Sure, sure, sure. That helped. And then, um, just being real in the end, I just said to my friend, I feel lonely. <laughs> He's like, I've been waiting for you to tell me. I said, I feel lonely. And she said, it's the Lord. Wow. He's looking for you. He wants you. Wow. <laughs> so I began to walk the beaches and look at prophecies I've been given, get them out, look at them. How often do we get our prophecies out That's and right. read them and pray them into them? Very rare. That's Very right. few people do. That's right. And start to pray them out again and walk the beaches and yeah. And then something began. It wasn't overnight. This like heart, like I started to feel Holy Spirit ministering to my heart again. And I, and I, I was in a different place than I was before that dry time. Wow. Beautiful answer. Yeah. yeah beautiful. The worship, the word um, by a dog 
and be honest. <laughs> I borrowed the, both the dogs. <laughs> get a dog. Yeah. Get two dogs. Yeah, that doesn't work. Dogs. Get three dogs. Yeah. Jane, what do you like? What do you? What do you? What do you like? Rip, um, sinking your teeth into right now? Like, what kind of like? What, what kind of subjects or topics? Or where's the? Where's the holy? <laughs> where's the Holy Spirit taking you right now? Where you're just like, where you just want more of it? Like the Holy. There, there's just a lot of just. Um, uh, juice on it and even if you hear that word even if like when other people mention that word even if they don't know what they're talking about when you hear it, it just it resonates in you and you're just like yeah oh you know my heart dead raising <laughs> healings awesome. in the name oh totally i'm really into I'm, I'm i think about nothing else and people getting saved seriously that's all i think about all the other things I love. Dead raising, healing. Yeah, I wake up in the morning. He's going to get saved today. Who am I going to pray into the kingdom? Salvation. Who's going to get saved? That's so awesome. And I'm beginning to do some study on the Hebrew letters. It's nice and slow. I'm really enjoying the Hebrew letters. Awesome. And um, what, what are you? How are you doing that? Are you doing your, it on your own? Are you reading uh, uh, a book? Or? I'm doing it with a friend. Okay. We're doing it on FaceTime. My friend lives in Wales. She's awesome. learned a lot about the Hebrew, so she's helping me one-to-one. I'm reading an amazing book by Aaron Smith from the Rockamobile, which is now called The Gate of Zion. Uh, it's called Eba. It talks all about the letters. Eba, that's the name of the book. Yeah, it's really simply, simple book. And uh, that's been amazing. Awesome. And I'm just taking the time yeah. to learn. Awesome. There's no big deal. And yeah, uh, yeah, just, you know, creation, I always pray into the land, changing the topography. I love gardening, growing vegetables and stuff like that. So I'm always looking to how it's changing, sustainable, pollution stuff. I really love that. And But I think about healings all the time. That's awesome, Jane. <laughs> I just do. <laughs> do you, what do you think about all the time, Darren? <laughs> That's a good question. My, my mind's just all over the place all, 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 all the time. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's a good question. You flipped it on me, Jane. Ah, come on. <sighs> I've been thinking about just recently. We was very the revival, right? Um, and and um, and the, the the next the next wave and what that and what that looks, looks like, like yeah. and what our responsibility is in in all of this, you know. Um, as far as like what what's my like what's my responsibility and and it's a very interesting thing when you're in ministry of recognizing the season of rest versus recognizing That's the season right, yeah. when you're supposed to be really really like going after it and for me like um the waves aren't hard even though they're very very busy they're very very busy there's so much to do. like when you're on a wave and there's so and you're doing all of these meetings and you and there's all these results and all of this fruit and people are like oh my gosh you're so busy like you're like no this isn't busy this is this is this is what i was born for right but then um for me the most difficult thing is is in between waves it's like in those in those places where he makes you lay down in green pastures that is like the hardest thing for me it's hard on my identity it's hard on my um you know so for me this whole idea of like learning to rest you know like that's something i think about a lot like um, you know, that I would understand times and seasons so that I'm okay with resting and not allowing for that to yeah, reduce yeah. my identity. Yeah. Um, and then I, that I'm also um, very discerning to where, when it's time to run and when it is time to run that I haven't become lazy, but that I'm ready to, to really go for it, you know? So um, that, that's been something I've been thinking about, especially going into um, July, like probably this July and August will, 
that would be like on one hand, very exciting with us having a child and like building a house and stuff. But it's also going to be, I also know that's going to be very trying because there's not going to be all these meetings. There's not going to be all this. Um, there's not gonna be all these podcasts. There don't be all these guests coming through town. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like for me, when everything's just super like, yeah, like, here we go. Um, the stress of it all is, 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 um, enjoyable for me and then yeah so i'm, I'm kind of rambling a little bit no that's good but yeah I, I i i i i do a lot of like i like to go 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 we're quite similar personalities like that i'm a go 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 and that that's what was hard for me when i moved to scotland it was like i'm dying to self because <laughs> scotland's not i'm New going York. through the death i'm dying it was like but you know is but I, I'm so glad I did now because I'd never written the book and I wouldn't have the doggies and I wouldn't have had all that time just enjoying Yeshua, getting to know him more, getting intimacy, working out what really is going on with the, you know what the Dove Company are praying into, what they've been engaging, which is incredible. They're very much they do a lot of a lot of hidden stuff, mystical stuff. So learn to function with them, to get making new friends. Um, so yeah, it's been very interesting. But yeah, I'm the same because I think I'm getting lazy. I'm not on it. I'm not on it. And yeah. I like to be on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing is just obedience. I mean, just um, hanging out with Bobby last week. Like we've had him through every year for, since I've become a pastor. I've never seen him this. I don't know what it, I don't know if he's just, I don't know what it was. Um, but I, I could see how everything that he's doing, he doesn't care what other people are doing. He doesn't care what's working for other people. Like for him, it's all about obedience. You know, like, and the Lord's so specific with him he as far as as far as what he's allowed to do and what he's not, not allowed, allowed to, to do. do yeah. And he'll never say, no, I'm not allowed to do that. Like, this is my own interpretation, okay? Like, Bobby didn't sit down and be like, who's the one? Well, you know what I'm saying? But just, like, watching the decisions that he's making. I mean, he will say, um, like, when he bought all those television cameras when he was a pastor, and each camera cost, like, $45,000. And he had to get, like, three cameras. And somebody gave him, a, like, a bag full of gemstones. And just like two of those gemstones paid off for all of their media equipment. That is amazing. But it was like a bag full. And the Lord said, give the gemstones back. And they were like, no, we don't want them back. Just take them, use them for the ministry. And 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 he was like, I'm not allowed. The Lord said to use this for what we need and then to give it right back to you. Wow. I mean, I just thought like it, um, the integrity there behind that and just Bobby's. And that's where like, like I want to know Jesus that way. I want to know like where it's not like, um, where it's just really about the the will of the will of the Father, the will of Jesus, and like I was so humbled and just amazed by by just how serious like it's it gives me gave me a glimpse of like when Jesus said I only say say what I hear my Father say I only do it like Jesus must have been so serious when he said that sometimes we think that he was just saying it in passing like this little like preaching moment but Jesus must have been so serious when he said mm-hmm. I'm about my Father's business and I want to figure that out. I really want to dial that in where where I don't just know it, but I'm like serious about it, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, you, you know, it's that journey, isn't it? You know, I've gone from being with an in- incredible ministry to being fiery crown and glory on my own. <laughs> and I'm doing some stuff a little bit with the Dove Company, but it, it it's very much meeting with Yahweh myself, meeting with Yeshua myself, with Holy Spirit more than how can I explain it it's a journey of much more intimacy but knowing like you're saying but I got to the point where I need to know 
I don't want somebody else's God through them, even though it's wonderful. Wow, right. The teaching, and I'm not saying it's been epic, but I want to know him for myself more than I've ever wanted to know him. And I never wanted to be a ministry on my own. I never wanted to be anything. You know, it, it's just never been my aspiration to even be in ministry. It's just the way it's, it's happened. Wow. I didn't plan for it to happen, and I never prayed it. But, uh, but I want to do, you know, like you're saying, Bobby Connor, do what the Lord wants me to do, whatever that is. You know, are we willing to shut this all down and, and you know? Right, right, right. I challenge myself with that quite often, that question, uh, where's this going? Wow. I mean, for wow. me, I would just go off and do mission all the time. <laughs> you love missions. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Honestly, I just, I love it. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's within me to do that. I w- just, what do you love about missions? Well... I just love seeing lives changed. I think that's the thing for me. I like to see lives completely changed. I'm not. I'm not complicated. I'm quite a simple thinker, but um, that's what I love. You know, just just even when I go to the shop, I pray for the girls in the local soup, like local superstore, Asda, Walmart. You call it. <laughs> they all know me in there now. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just wired that way. Yeah, you just. You know, it's just what's so it's on not your even, scroll. It's not even third world country missions. It's just no. like, it's just missions in general. Yeah, and I do love third world um, um, countries. I mean, I've had the privilege of going to the Philippines with John and Ruth Filler. Mm. Uh, that was epic. Yeah. We were there for three yeah. weeks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, um, I'm doing some stuff with a guy called Daniel Black from MacArthur. He yeah, lives in yeah. uh, Hong Kong. Awesome. He's got a ministry to the uh, red light area in Kong, Hong, Kong Kong. They give out... Um, fair roshi chocolates and roses and they've seen incredible it's awesome awesome the, you know the, the mama sons that look after the girls getting saved they've done some baptisms wow and uh we've been doing jakarta i'll be in my third year this november in jakarta we'll be going to jakarta awesome awesome so and we were in bali last year on the beach prayed for loads of people led people to the lord you know it's like loving hugging we're big lovey huggers <laughs> that is awesome that yeah. is awesome well, Jane, thanks so much. Thanks for creating this time and just for diving into this with us. It's, it's going to be so much fun um, just hanging out with you this weekend and just the impartation here in Seattle. Just honor um, not just your ministry, but this, the journey, you know, mm-hmm. I, I realizing how much how, uh, how much this has cost you to be where you're at right now, but also just honor your generosity and how, how you, from this place of love you give and you impart and you share and just really appreciate um that you're a discerner but you're also a lover you're a seer but you are also a lover you love the lord and you also love his his people and that's just so obvious um hanging out with you and so thank you so much for everything that you're going after for how you're leading for how you're loving really appreciate it oh thank you very much and i love it here in seattle you can you know the presence of 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 jesus and yeshua and holy spirit and just the presence as soon as you arrive is beautiful and there are incredible things about to happen here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I agree. Thank I you. agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Bless you. Bless you. Pop.
podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market, and I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible, and you're so supportive, and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review, if you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star, and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks, guys.